to the Only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, Robbie, the Nokia 3315 to my Motorola Razor. <laughs> Shame on you, I'm too young to get that. <laughs> that went right over my head, you son of a bitch. We actually have somebody else joining us today. Another one of my good friends, one of my dear, dear friends. Uh, someone who I've spent quite a lot of time talking about pop culture with. We have my good friend Dana joining us for this episode today. Dana, how are you? I'm really well, thanks boys. How are you? Really excited for this episode. Really, really excited. So today we're doing something really fun. We're going to be doing a draft, a pop culture draft filled with nostalgia. We're going back to the decade that Dana and I, I guess, grew up in. Robbie, a little bit. We're a couple of years older. I was born the year before this decade. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. There's going to be so many things I talk about that you will have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, we'll see how we go. This was like um, prime prime age for me. I was in my peak right here. Was this high school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peaked in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Playing, what's it? Oh, Listening to Green Day, talking about your feelings. Yeah, rocking a fringe. So we're, of course, talking about the 2000s because we haven't mentioned that, but it's the the 2000s, right? So we're talking yes. 2000 to 2009. Yep. Wow, what a time. Yeah, what a, what a time to be alive. So we're going to be doing a draft looking at the different categories of pop culture. So we'll be running through movies, book series, TV shows, celebrities, the whole works. We're going to be doing the standard draft rules that we do when we do our draft. So it'll be serpentine with an extra person. Now that means that whoever gets the first pick gets the last pick of the next round. So we're going backwards and forwards throughout it. <sighs> so lame. <laughs> now, <laughs> we did a random wheel before we started. Rick says it was random, but no one else saw it. Nobody wanted this to check. This is true. We didn't see it. But... No, I offered. I offered you to check the computer. How could Dana have seen it? Well, you you could have, Robbie. You just decided not to get off the couch. No, it's, don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> the, the setup is hard to maneuver around, you know, it makes a lot of noise and stuff. So, yeah. It's whole yeah, thing. yeah. Let's go with that and not laziness. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Robbie has the first pick of the first round which means he has the last pick of the second round alright what category are we doing first so the way that we're going to be figuring out what category we're doing is we're going back to the wheel I've filled the wheel with all of the categories that we're going to be talking about today so the categories that we've got is celebrity a celebrity representative of the 2000s TV show an event a book series a movie a song, and because generally what we tend to do on this podcast is talk about nerd stuff, we've thrown in a nerd movie as well. <laughs> now, there is a caveat with the nerd movies that you can only pick one nerd movie per franchise. So if I pick something from a particular franchise and Dana and Robbie haven't had their chance to pick yet, that means that that franchise is off the board for them as well. <laughs> Yeah, try your best, mate. I really feel like there, especially for nerd movie, that there is a correct answer. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited for that round. I've got a real curveball, I feel. Oh, really? I feel like mm. curveballs is how you lose, Dana. <laughs> Taking we'll the let risk. Let the people decide, Robbie. <laughs> let the people decide. Everyone knows I'm a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, play to the crowd. That's right. Again, 
We talked about this in preparation beforehand, and I said, I'm going for the win. I'm going for global global appeal. I just want as many votes as possible in this. I don't care about nostalgia, no personal feelings. I want everybody on my side. <laughs> this is the Rick I've been waiting for. This is the Rick I've been waiting to meet, because until this point, Rick's always been like, no, I'm right, and if the people disagree, then they're stupid, and I don't want their opinions anyway. Well, here's the thing. I'm picking for global appeal, and if I don't win... I still disagree with the global appeal. Like I, I feel like I'm making the right decisions and everybody else is voting wrong. Yeah, well, that's just because you're a negative man. Mm. A bitter old man. Should we kick it off? Yeah, yep. let's do a spin. Okay, so our first spin has come back with TV show. Yes! Woo! Good start. I'm actually okay with this because TV show was the one that I'm, I was least sold on. So, Robbie, you've got first pick, so take it away. Yeah, I do. All right, so the pick I'm going for with TV shows, I I would argue that pretty much everyone has watched it. Not everyone might like it, but most people like this show. And that show is none other than the American remake of the British show, The Office. Ooh. Okay. That's the one. Okay. (laughs) Celebrating very... I didn't have that on my list. What's a dub? I've already won. If you haven't got that on your list, I'm not scared of you. I did consider the British version of the show, no, you're but wrong. didn't put the American because I feel as though the American, and not to steal your thunder here, Robbie, but the American one, I feel as though, yes, uh, came out in the 2000s, but I feel like really kind of started to hit that popularity and really be part of the cultural zeitgeist in that kind of 2010 onwards. But sure, you justify it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, weak 2000s pick, Robbie. Please, no, nah, yeah. look. Look, who is this new guy? Seriously. It's, it's, your name doesn't even start with an R. What are you doing here? I also think that with The Office, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I definitely enjoyed the American version more than the British version. I, I did too. The British oh. version was just too uncomfortable for me. That's what is good about it, is that you sit in that discomfort. I hated The Office when I first watched it. My friend, my roommate tried to make me watch it. And I was like, I can't stand this. I hate, I hate Steve Carell's character. And then I tried watching it like maybe a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh, this is actually, this is kind of funny. And then it kept going and it's better and better. But I had, I had a couple other backups that I'm interested to see if you guys use because they are more centered around the 2000s. But I just think that they didn't have as big a impact as The Office. All right, Dana, pick number two. I am really happy with this pick because I feel as though this show still stands the test of time and has such iconic moments, an iconic host, and is loved by so many people, and that's Survivor. I knew wow. that's what I was going to do. Oh yeah. my God. 31st of May, 2000. And it's still going now in season 42. Nah, that's a fucking good pick. I just think it really changed the landscape for reality TV and launched that as a profitable platform for people. And it clearly still works. People are still engaged. They want to be a part of it. You've got so many spin-offs around the world. You've got so many podcasts about it as well. It's still got the challenge. It's still got, you know, the drama. You get to see how people work when they're thrown into an environment and have to survive with people that they generally wouldn't interact with in everyday life. So yeah, that's my number one pick. 
uh, and I'm really solid on that one. All right, Rick said you were going to come to play, and I believe it because that is a fucking good pick. Because <laughs> I talk, yeah. I was talking to Rick before we started recording, and I was like, "How do you feel about game shows?" Because I was thinking, I was like, "Survivor is like the biggest game show, pretty much ever." I was like, "That's a good pick," and it started in 2000. Like you said, it's just fucking good. But I don't watch it, so I couldn't, I couldn't put it on my list. Wow. Well, we've we've gotten into Survivor quite recently, actually. And I know Dana has started a rewatch from the first season. Correct. Yeah. I re- <laughs> really got into it. Started with the YouTube compilations, just watching like iconic survivor moments and like winner's journeys. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to get that subscription. I'm going to go all in and absorb myself in it. And no regrets, really. It's still engaging. <laughs> There's been some seasons that have been so hectic and trash fire with the people that are on there. But then other seasons where it's just incredible what these people are doing um, and some of the things that they're saying. And, you know, 20, 22 years later, it's still around. It's still making motions across the world. Okay, well, I'll close out the TV round. Like I said, this is the one that I was the least confident about. I've got a couple of things on my list. I'm going to go through my honorable mentions now. The first one that I had that I did that I decided against was Scrubs. And that was kind of like my my personal preference choice because I love Scrubs. Absolutely I really love thought Scrubs. You would have said house. Look, I like I like House as well. Named my dog after one of the characters from House, but I feel like it's not a big enough draw to get into the draft. It's true, because it's not. My other choice, my other backup choice, was Lost. Yeah, I had that as well. Because Huge. for maybe two years, Lost was massive. And I remember it was huge. Like being a teenager in school and going to school and talking about Lost, which <laughs> didn't really happen a lot about, you know, adult TV shows in high school. Well, not my high school, anyway. I mean, it went off it went off the rails a little bit there. Like the the plot line started to get a bit batshit crazy towards the end. But you're right, those initial two or three yeah. seasons were really engaging and drew in that audience and it became that kind of water cooler conversation yeah. for everybody across age groups. But the final choice that I ended up making, and I'm not 100% confident in this choice, but I'm going to back it in. I went with a classic sitcom style TV show. It's maybe looked back on now as a little bit problematic, but there was a period in time where this was massive. I've gone with How I Met Your Mother. I feel like you would. You would go (laughs) for that show. I feel like there's nothing that captures that like, that 2000s essence of just, oh, it's the friends that do nothing. Like, yeah, it's kind right. of it's... just the 2000s remake of Friends. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I hate Ted and I hate Lily with a passion. The worst characters in TV. But Marshall is fantastic. One of the best characters great. in TV. Absolutely great. So, yeah. yeah like, I, like I said, I feel like it's, it is the 2000s remake of Friends. But I also remember, like, there was a period in time where Barney Stinson was on everything. There was Barney Stinson merch all over Big W and Target. Yeah, like the rubber ducky tie. Yeah, and like the, what's the book? The bro handbook or whatever it's called? <laughs> the bro code. All over the oh place. Oh my goodness. Oh, like that show 
negatively impacted so many men and how they thought they could treat women. Like the amount of people that I dated that were like, oh, Barney's my hero. And I was like just vomiting in my mouth <laughs> at that thought and being like, all right, I've got to end this quick. I used a playbook to get my girlfriend. And she hasn't watched any episodes of The Simpsons, so it didn't work very well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look, I I'm okay with that choice. Yeah, look, it's, that was a that was an impactful show, but I just don't think that I'm not threatened by it. That's fine. Nah, I'm not threatened by it you either. Should, you shouldn't be. Yours, your, yours is just uh, the winner. Yeah, yeah. correct. Look, I'll be honest. In my eyes, Dana's in the lead right now. You're giving way too much away. Hey, I'm not giving much away. I was just I couldn't back Survivor. You know what I mean? I saw it and I was like, that show's huge. But I was like. I don't even like it, so I can't. I can't pretend that I think it's good. All right. Well, shall we move on to the next? Let's move on with that. Let's. We'll hopefully make up some ground on Dana in the next round. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Dana, just yep. watch this. Rick's gonna pretend that it's random, but he's gonna choose the category he wants. He'll be like, "Oh no, it's movie oh, now." Oh, ah. oh shit! It's nerd movie. Oh, what? I oh. really hope it's nerd movie. I yeah, really I hope you, it's nerd movie. I bet you do, you son of a bitch. For those listening at home, I promise you, this is random. He's a liar and a cheat. All right, the wheel is spinning. If it's nerd movie, I'll kill myself. I'm unplugging my microphone if it's nerd movie. Uh, it's song. <laughs> Fuck you. Ah, good. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> I feel like this is going to not go well for me, but I have, I feel like a really, really strong pick for my song. It's, it, I feel like it's a little bit off, off the market a bit, but I do have some justification to back it up what is it like wonderwall wonderwall robbie that's not 2000s i don't know i was one when this happened (laughs) (laughs) no so my my song i'm going back to 2008 and taking the internet sensation crank that soldier boy oh wow wow with the dance with the dance and all i think that's like kind of a good call because it's like one of the first like viral songs you know Yes, and that is one of the reasons that I picked it. Now, critically, probably not one of the best songs of the 2000s. Honestly, it's a shit song, so can I have that? Look, I would disagree. I think it's a banger, and I, I think it still hits hard today. But I went for this pick purely for cultural significance that I don't think that there was a song in the 2000s that did more to influence how music was created and produced and uh, marketed probably Mm. one of the first songs to go like truly viral on youtube and now youtube is a way for people to launch everything it's helped create the internet dance craze which is still alive today it's not but that's okay do you even have tiktok oh yeah okay whatever yeah (laughs) it was one of the first hip-hop albums that was digitally created and not recorded in a studio giving access to more and more people to also enter the medium as well. So yeah, one of the most influential songs of the decade. Critically, maybe not the greatest, but I don't think that there is a song of the 2000s that had as big of an impact. Wow. That's a big claim. That's uh, incorrect, but <laughs> it's fine. Well, the floor is yours, Dana, to, uh, to refute. Thank you. These songs, what I decided to go for when picking a song, I have um, quite diverse music tastes, I would say. And so I tried not to go for the songs that I love because I don't think that's going to win me the draft. So what I thought of when 
picking my song was what song can I play at a wedding now that will still go off and will consistently go off and what song will be playing on the radio that people will still sing along to and that's Hey Ya by Outkast. There is no defeating that song. (laughs) There is no... There is no defeating it. You play that at a wedding and the fact that you've got that kind of call and response from your audience, we love it. We're going to shake it like a Polaroid picture. Should you be shaking Polaroid pictures? No, you should not be. But that started this whole questioning and really I think uh, catapulted Outcast as a band to a different audience that probably hadn't experienced their stuff before. That film clip is iconic with the green and the audience in there and if it's on the radio I'm singing along I'm playing it I'm not skipping it if it's at a wedding I'm on the dance floor no matter where I am I will make my way there and everybody else will as well and that is an iconic song of the 2000s it still holds up Robbie seems disappointed that was my that was my first pick (laughs) <laughs> well, mate, better roll up those backups. Oh, yeah. I had that on my list. That was on my short list as well. I can't believe you chose crank that over hey, uh, I was just like, this idiot's got no idea. And then Dana rocked up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this girl's got an idea, <sighs> you know? But I, I challenge the fact that people won't get down to crank that at a wedding either because crank that played at my wedding and people went hard for crank that. Yeah, look, that's your people, though. I don't think Crank That has that global appeal that Hey Ya does. Hey Ya, you can get people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s that will sing along. I don't think you can have that with Crank That Soldier Boy. My mum was attempting to crank that Soldier Boy at my wedding. Did your mum Superman that hoe? She did her best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. None of the other songs I've got are fucking good. Come on, Robbie, give it a shot. Yeah, do your best. I feel like there's one more song that would be suitable. I think there's two. Okay. But we'll listen to Robbie's. Yeah, yeah I think there's we'll two. We'll let Robbie give his thoughts first. Look, my backup song, I don't, it's, I don't even rate the song. It's just like, it's just everywhere all the time. And like, you know, like in movies or on TV shows, there's like kind of like a backing or like at sporting events, like to get people hyped and stuff. And that's uh, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Ooh, so, nice. So, you know, that, like, everyone knows that song. You know, you don't even have to know the lyrics. Everyone's just like, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's a, fuck, it's a fucking huge song, but it's just not hey I can't, I can't get over that. I was so confident. I was like, yes, I'm going to have this. And then, fuck, Dana's just, geez. But anyway, I think, I think Seven Nation Army kicks crank that's ass, you know, just for longevity and, I strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. I completely agree with Robbie. I think that uh, Seven Nation Army is an absolute banger. It's got that global appeal. And really kind of where Soldier Boy really muddied the waters with all these different things going on, Seven Nation Army really stripped it all back where it's like it's a guitar, it's drums, they work together, you've got the vocals there. The film clip, iconic with the triangles kind of moving in, moving in, moving in. Great. I would also say that the Crank That Soldier Boy film clip is iconic. Yeah, but also I remember when that song came out and the video was on the TV, my mum told me, and I quote, to turn off that garbage. So, you know, there's a demo- demographic that just strongly avoided it. Look, I'm not saying that Seven Nations are, Seven Nation Army is a bad song. <laughs> I just don't think that it's had as big of an impact. Yeah. I, well, 
I mean, it's two to one, Rick, so. I think the other acceptable choices in there were Britney Spears Toxic and Beyonce Single Lady. I, was I had say, Lose Yourself. I, was, I had Lose Yourself and I had Crazy in Love by Beyonce. And then I also had Amy Winehouse mm. Rehab. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 See, 2000s music is... It still slaps. It's great. It's got that global appeal. It still slaps. <laughs> All right, we're back to the wheel. I'm first again, aren't I? Yeah, your first pick here. I yes. really hope it's nerd movies Please now. Be nerd movies. I really yes. hope it's nerd movies yes. just for yes. Robbie. Ooh, we have cultural event. Oh, I'm okay with that. Oh. I'm, okay with that. I'm totally okay with that because I only had two of these. This was really tricky. I only had two of these, so I'm really glad I'm going first. I have one that I think is like world breaking, and I'm gonna be shattered if someone picks it. <laughs> well, I really struggled with this one, and I was telling Rick before we started recording, I was on the top tens list of like historical moments of the 2000s and one of the things on that top 10 list was that burger king made chicken fries and i was just like that's really funny i'm not choosing that but that's really funny but my i hope that didn't give away your pick dana (laughs) (laughs) look i'm scrambling now clearly clearly scrambling what the fuck (laughs) now my pick for 2000s events is the barack obama becoming president of the united states first black president that's a very good pick that's a very, very good pick. Can you tell us a little bit more about why it is so iconic? Aside from, you know, first back black president. Well, like I said, I was very young when this stuff happened. But I just remember, like, I, I didn't watch the news as a kid. But that was like something that my parents sat me in front of the TV to see. You know, like it was like a big deal. Even like we're not, we're not American, we're Australian. But even over here, everyone's just like, holy crap. It's the first black president. That's huge. Blah, 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 blah. You know, there was like heaps going on, like everyone knew about it. And I'm pretty sure he's, uh, at least in my limited life experience, probably like the most popular president that they've had. You know, everyone's hated the others. Like you either hated or you loved Trump. Everyone thought Bush was an idiot, you know, and everyone's just like, yeah, Barack Obama, he did well, kind of, you know, I just, I just thought it was a pretty historic moment, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I remember studying Barack Obama's inauguration speech in school my, yeah really? my english teacher was pulling that up this is how you do public speaking and like studying that as an example of how to public speak and it just like yeah obviously how far that impact i mean obviously america is considered the most powerful country in the world and i'm doing that in air quotes because you can take that however you want to however they, you want to take are it they really not yeah. anymore china is listening rick <laughs> so china's be careful. just like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> but i mean obviously Anything that happens in America, the culture over there greatly affects the culture in Australia, where I think a lot of the times we are seen as kind of the the little brother of the US. I hate that so much. I know. It's it, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't give us enough credit. Can't personally. we be England's little brother? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in the Commonwealth. We're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> the weird cousin from down south. Yeah, just the drunk cousin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, good, good pick. It was definitely on my short list. It wasn't my number one pick, so I'm still feeling pretty good here. So Dana, what's what's your pick? Oh, I hope she gets yours. Wow. I won't lie. I did have Survivor as one of my iconic events because <laughs> of the reasons that I've already said. So just in case somebody took it as a TV show, I considered uh, it as a backup event. I also had on my list because I'm confident that Rick won't take this. I had the invention of the iPod on my list because I really think that kind of transformed how we all interact with music. 
And I was really, I'm a little bit torn now because I have a feeling I know what Rick's going to say. And I have a feeling I'm putting out Rick's guest now. I have a feeling he's going to go the invention of Facebook, but that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for YouTube starting because I feel as though when, when that platform began, it created a place for people to broadcast themselves, right? That was YouTube's tagline and it took video streaming and the way that we consume video to a whole different level and kind of put the control and power in the everyday man's hands. If they had a digital camera, which most people kind of did at that stage, they could put anything on the internet then. And then suddenly with the iPhone coming in and people being able to have cameras on their phones, even though, you know, Motorola Razr did have a pretty decent camera, not really great video capabilities though. So really having that technology advance only catapulted YouTube further and further. But I really feel like that was, that was a thing, right? When, when YouTube was out, you're like, oh, I can, I can look up anything. And so it, and now we've got people that create content specifically for YouTube and use it as a way to make money, which you couldn't conceive of that as an idea. Um, so I really think that was the, the change in the way that we consume content and create content and really added to all these other platforms like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Without YouTube, none of that would have happened. And it also helped launch Soldier Boy's career. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Nice, really. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Do you work in sales by any chance? Me? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I'm just very good. Yeah, you just keep convincing me. I was like, no, my pick, I like my pick, but why do I like yours now? <laughs> Robbie's about to give up. <laughs> <laughs> so broken. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm not scared of Rick, I'm just, but Dave is just like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm really good. all right well my pick i'm a little bit annoyed because dana did give it away (laughs) (laughs) yeah told ya told ya and i feel like this is the number one pick like this is the correct pick right like the creation of i mean the problem is you're gonna you're gonna post this on facebook that's that's the problem but anyway justify your point and i will counter argue with (laughs) you look i think (laughs) nice (laughs) i under i i Totally get what you're saying with the creation of YouTube. I don't think that in terms of culture shifting and culture changing, it's anywhere near as impactful as Facebook in the sense that this has given everybody a window or a glimpse into somebody else's life or yeah, the life brought, that they've... brought like heaps of problems as well, you know, with like... Yeah, but is that not impacting the culture as well? Negatively or positively? Ooh, spun that. And, you know, you're also saying that YouTube has helped launch careers and given people that insight. Like there is literally people who are influencers as a job now. And that would be... that. Would... not on Facebook. You don't have Facebook influence. Facebook actually, revolutionized social media. Yeah, but there are also people that like they do videos on Facebook Live and they get yeah. paid for it. Reels are also now on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook also... now also owns Instagram. Yeah, well, that's not that's not part of your thing. That's just the creation of Facebook. Anyway, I don't use Facebook. Instagram, not around in the 2000s. That's right. I'm not saying yeah. it was. I'm just saying no, that if look, you want to be an influencer, you're, you're, you're you are now strong. under the umbrella of Facebook. True. Unless you, unless you are YouTube exclusive and then you're with Google. <laughs> unless you're YouTube exclusive. But who is YouTube exclusive these days? Look, not many, but most of them will still post on, on YouTube. And that kind of uh, monification as well, I think, really started 
in YouTube as well where people could earn a living and then it transcended onto Facebook after that. But it is a, it is a strong answer. I mean, I still stand my ground. I still think uh, YouTube was probably more influential for the 2000s. I definitely think that Facebook has had its ups and downs, I think, since since launch in terms of popularity and global appeal and all of the batshit crazy things that Zuckerberg has been through as well. Um, What's Facebook? Are you talking about yeah, the metaverse? I think what we, I the think metaverse. what we can definitely agree with is that three very strong answers. And I was quite surprised that nobody mentioned nine eleven as well because that completely has changed the face of all of our lives and impacted everything. Yeah, Rick and I talked about that before recording. You were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that, are we?" You were like, "No." Yeah, I just feel as though it's not necessarily like it's a huge moment in the world. Is it a pop culture moment? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah, good round. Did anybody else have anything that they like had on the list that wasn't mentioned? Um, let me check. <laughs> I just had the assassination of Bin Laden. That was not in, that was 2011 or 2012. Ooh, Robbie. good thing so, I didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, yeah. you need to get better I'm resources. i shut you down real fast and be like, you've blown your pick. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got to get a backup pick. Well, I didn't, so... Hey, Rick, edit that out. I No, that's definitely staying in. No, Rick, edit it out. No, I said my other two being Survivor and the iPod, so... And already gave I yours really like the so. iPod yeah. one. The iPod one sound cool. Mm. The other one that I had on the list was uh, the meltdown of Britney Spears. <laughs> and that's, that's actually really good. I, I, I actually, I like that more than your Facebook one. Don't, don't lie. No, <laughs> no, because it's like... It's just actually incorrect. No, because it's... No, I mean, Facebook one's a bigger deal, but I like the Britney Spears one more because, like, she was just pop culture. You know what I mean? I love Britney Spears so much. <laughs> so much. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> yeah, legit. I, I love her. I think she's incredible and she was... Inc- still is incredible. Anyway. Yeah, and I yeah, had I had one more on moment. the list. The other one that I had on my list was the... Paris Hilton sex tape. Oh, okay. Robbie, Robbie's not going to know about this. <laughs> this oh. is the one thing from the 2000s that Robbie does know about. Yeah, about <laughs> <laughs> I researched it thoroughly. <laughs> but I think like also in terms of looking at what has changed the culture, that is kind of like, you know, that put Paris Hilton into the, the zeitgeist and has helped also create that influencer lifestyle of I'm famous for being famous and that yeah the one the one night in paris as it was called on on imdb one night in paris that um, that, that helped launch called? it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> should we should we go to the next we are. topic so this will be me with the first pick oh, it better not yeah. be nerd movie or fucking lazy spinning the wheel now i i i'm praying for nerd movie it's not nerd movie is it just movie? No, it's celebrity. And this is the one that I didn't want to go first on. I'm cool with this. Ooh. I'm cool with this. I've got like five. I'm very confident in my answer. I'm not. And that's the problem mm. is I've got two that I want to take and I don't know which one to pick. Yeah, and that's you... why I was hoping that I'd go last. So one of you guys would take one of them off the board and I wouldn't have to make the decision. <laughs> yeah. That's unlucky, champ. Uh, okay. So I did a little bit of research last night, late into the night. I looked into the box office. I looked into awards, nominations, and and wins. I think 
the one that I'm going to take is one of the most popular actors of the 2000s. Has had some recent troubles. Oh no, you're not taking him from me. He's the 12th highest grossing actor of the 2000s. He also released two albums, which both went gold and reached number six and number 13 in the Billboard charts and also received two nominations for Best Actor. Now, he didn't win Best Actor, but he did in 2022. (laughs) Is it The Fresh Prince? It is The Fresh Prince. My pick is Will Smith. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, you can have him. You can have him. That classic 2000s movie Shark Tale. Shark Tale, yeah. So let's. I just want to read out the list of movies. So he had Ali and Pursuit of Happiness, which he was nominated for Best Actor in both of those. Throughout the 2000s, he also had Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, Banger, iRobot, Shark Tale, Hitch, I Am Legend, Hancock, and Seven Pounds. That is... He was busy. That is a pretty good list. And most of those movies are really, really good. Like, there, there's not a lot of misses in Will Smith's filmography. And the fact that on top of that, he also released two albums that both went gold in the 2000s. I, yeah, I had another pick and I'm interested to see if anybody else takes them. But I think Will Smith, in terms of pop culture icon, he didn't win Sexiest Man Alive, which I'm a bit upset about. Like, that was the one thing that if he had Sexiest <laughs> Man Alive, I, did, I didn't have any other questions. <laughs> if, he, if that was on there, I was like, yeah, cool, done. Box ticked. But no, he didn't have that. But... I'm pretty happy with that choice just based on the accomplishments and how much how much content he actually put out in the 2000s as well. I'm going to um, let you all in on something. My number one song request when I was at uni and going to nightclubs, I would go up to the DJ and request Switch by Will Smith <laughs> because I, I tried to convince DJs so often. I was just like, I don't think you realize how much of a floor banger it is. There's a dance move associated with it. It's really um, good. And look, it probably got played in the many times that I went, I think there were three occasions where it actually got played. One of them, which was the first one, it went off. People loved it. And I was like, great, I'm onto a winner here. The next time they played it and he changed the song halfway through because not enough people were engaging Ooh. with it. Um, and then the third time it played through all the way and then kind of at the end, people were getting into the dance move. But yeah, iconic. Party Starter as well, I think was from one of those albums. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. So yeah, look, he's a lot of success, a lot of success in the 2000s. I was really hoping that uh, the original Men in Black was in the 2000s, but doing the research, it oh, no. didn't quite sneak in. But the second one, the second one was really good. You got Johnny Knoxville in there, yep. Lara Flynn Boyle, and really they could have ended the series at that second one because it was so great. They did, yeah. They, they didn't to have to go back for push for one. the third, and they didn't need to no, anyway. No, nah, not at all. But yeah, Will Smith, that's my pick. So Dana, who have you got for celebrity? I really focused on the word celebrity here and it's interesting because we've already spoken about them. It's Paris Hilton that I've chosen. Wow. Because she is iconically that word. She was the celebrity. She was the celebrity. If people were to say that word, they would think of her because she wasn't an actor. She wasn't a singer. She was in movies. Although she did those things. House of Wax. Stars are blind. Stars are blind. Yep. Yeah, Fragrance Line, The Simple Life was an iconic reality TV show with her and Nicole Richie, and that's hot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We've got lines that we still say. I don't know if anybody else watched Cooking with Paris, um, but that was a great show. It was sliving. 
uh, was in my vernacular for a little bit there. Yeah, but I just think, you know, we, we think of those trashy magazines that you would see at hairdressers and Paris Hilton would always be in there on some yacht with the next guy that she was dating. Is it Rob Millsy Mills from Australian Idol? Is it some heiress from over here? You know, is it this person? Yeah, and I just think she is so iconic for that celebrity factor of the 2000s with the low-rise jeans, the rhinestones, the fake tan, the thin eyebrows, the blue eyeshadow, the pink lip gloss. She's got it all. And from all accounts that I've heard from other people, she's actually a really intelligent, lovely human being that realized that she could capitalize um, on this whole different persona. And I don't think we would have, in fact, I know we wouldn't have celebrities like the Kardashians without Paris Hilton. So it's her fault. First. That's what and you're you, saying. You think it's of other Paris celebrities that I think could stack up there. Um, so Kim Kardashian worked with Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, all these girls constantly photographed with Paris as well because she was that celebrity icon. And the fact that there's a gossip site called Perez Hilton after Paris Hilton just, you know, to me solidifies how iconic she is as a celebrity. And I think she is the celebrity of the 2000s. Again, very good job on selling your point. I wish I could do that, but I'm just going to let my pick speak for itself. <laughs> I told Rick off the bat that this is the 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 celebrity I was choosing and luckily I didn't have to waver. He was in 15 movies during this decade uh, and that's none other than Brad Pitt. And Oh, that is good. I don't know about you, but he like every morning my mum was watching the news when I was growing up, Brad Pitt was on there for something, whether it was because he was having a, he was getting married to Angelina Jolie or it was because he adopted his 12th kid or it was because he was in a really cool movie. Let me just list some of the movies that he's done in the 2000s. He did Inglorious Bastards, Ocean's Eleven, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Troy, you know, these fucking huge movies. Oh, and also Fight Club in 2000. So, yeah! Um, couple of corrections there for you, Robbie. Fight Club came out in 1999. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it now! Angelina Jolie in the 2000s. He married her in 2014. He did marry Jennifer Aniston, though. Yeah, see, this is the thing. So, I was, there is I that. And divorced her in the same year. <laughs> well, the same is... period. 2000, 2005. And then he got with Angelina. But they did not marry until 2014. So I think if you really thought this was an iconic celebrity, Robbie, you would have done your research and known these solid facts that everybody just kind of... I mean, I know Rick knew all of this, didn't you, Rick? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck off, Rick. I've, I've got it written down in front of me because he was also on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the point is, I'm shit at research, but Brad Pitt is a fucking icon and you can't take that just because I'm shit at research. But Can you believe Brad Pitt is only a one-time people's sexiest man? Yeah, that baffles me. I can't believe me. that because he should be the sexiest man every year. Oh, sorry, in the 2000s, sorry. Only a one time in the 2000s. <laughs> Did you just look that up then? No, I looked this up last night when I was researching. <laughs> like I said, if Will Smith had one sexiest man alive, I would like would be with a bullet. I wouldn't have any questions asked. Do you know who has the most sexiest man alive in the 2000s? Probably Tom Cruise. Uh, hang on. Um... Oh. Is it Justin Timberlake? It's not Justin Timberlake. That's a good one. Um, hang on, wait, wait. Is it George Clooney? It's not George Clooney. So you only had to win two to be the most in the 2000s. But apparently the sexiest man of the decade was Johnny Depp. He won it in 2003. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean and was... And 2009. Big. Yeah, I'll back that. Johnny Depp's sexy as fuck. 
<laughs> so there you go. I think other other good things to know about Brad is that he's done quite a bit of work as a producer as well and started producing things back in 2006 and a very iconic movie as well in 2006, The Departed, which he didn't actually feature in at all, but just worked as a producer and has done a lot of producing since then as well into the last decade and currently as well. Um, and actually started that production company with his first wife, Jennifer Aniston, which Robbie just conveniently forgot about, even though she was an iconic person. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised you didn't even mention the relationship with Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston because yeah, look, that I, was huge. I'm, yeah, but you got to remember, I was a child and I don't research well. So I just remember that Brad Pitt was on an episode. <laughs> I remember Brad Pitt was on an episode of Friends and I was like, oh, that was in the 90s. So that's like... You know, that was when they were doing their thing, by assumption. It's poor, but, you know, yeah, it's what it is. So did anybody else have any other names? I had... Uh, I had Britney Spears. Britney I Spears, had, yep. I had Johnny Depp, just because of Pirates and Todd Sweeney. Sweeney Todd, sorry. Sweet and then Todd. My, my number three was Zac Efron. That's Ooh. a good one. I like that. Mm, mm. He, was, he was kind of my wild card because I thought... Um, High School Musical was massive, I think particularly for mine and Rick's age group as well, those people kind of early high school. Um, And his career just took off after that. Um, The other one that I had on my list was Oprah. Ooh. But she's interesting because she's been around for a while. For ages. And that was like she exploded in the 2000s with her her talk show obviously one of the most influential people in the world nowadays but yeah she was she was the one that i was tossing up between will smith and and oprah but apparently neither of you were going to pick either of them so i just had to make the decision myself (laughs) (laughs) all right should we spin again yeah we've got three categories so we've got left book series movie and nerd movie left um i want all of these now Who's, oh yeah, you're going first. Robbie's up. Robbie's up first for this one. Oh yeah, please be nerd movie. Please be nerd movie. Nerd movie, come on, nerd movie. So we have landed on book series, and I'm feeling so good about this. I, <laughs> I'm really glad that it's not nerd movie. I call bullshit. I want to respin, and I think Rick cheated. I didn't. And again, you can come and have a look at the screen if you like. No, you've already put it. I can see it. You can put. You put it away. <laughs> All right. First pick for book series, Robbie. What do you got? Well, as I was saying before, the first release of this book didn't come out in the two thousands, but you know later parts of the series did. So I'm just going to go with Harry Potter because I've never seen a cult following as committed and as loyal to the books as Harry Potter. Like even with the movies, it was like the first movie I'd ever seen. I don't know if it happened before, but it was the first I'd ever seen where people dress up in like memorabilia or in costumes to go to those movies when the books like were finally getting caught up with. It definitely wasn't the first time that that happened. I was young, you went Rick. For Star Wars. I wasn't but... around. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. Also, Star, Star Wars Episode One. Star Wars weren't a book, Rick. <laughs> All right, chill out. Plus, I'm not saying something. I'm not. I'm not going to do something like. I really wanted to do Percy Jackson. I really wanted to do it because that's like my, that's the only book series I've read to completion because I can't sit and read. That's why I read comic books because I have pictures and it makes it easier. (laughs) I'm not an idiot, but I just can't (laughs) sit still for a long time. I love those books. I, I read the first four Harry Potter books and then couldn't 
do the rest because my brain hurt. But they were just, I mean, I have friends that are still to this day that are like obsessed with Harry Potter and it's all they talk about. It's quite concerning. So that's my pick. Have that. Danny Hilton. It's quite interesting that you say you could only read the first four because I also could only read the first four because I got halfway through book five and just got really angry. And I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying this and slammed the book shut and started again and read the first four again and got to the same <laughs> point in book five. And I was like, I can't, st- Harry is too angry and angsty. Little did I know it's because the the Dark Lord was in his mind making him all angsty and teenagery and yeah, if you just, just generally further, awful. And if I just read further, I would know that. I didn't know that until I watched the film. A real real coming of age story, isn't it? And it really captures that, that transition from, you know, hopeful youth through angsty teen it's i i did mm. finish it i finished it multiple times i loved the harry potter series i read it over and over and over again you think you're cool because um, you can read yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the bare minimum man <laughs> it's not the bare minimum it's not that's why we have comic books you son of a bitch no but that that is the book series that i have read the most in my life and have revisited i've revisited that so many times i still listen to podcasts about harry potter to this day it's yeah, it's one of the one of the biggest pop culture content products that it's it's just one of the closest things to my heart. So yeah, I can't uh, can't disagree with that pick. Unfortunately, do you have a tattoo, Rick? I don't. No, not ah, of this one. Damn. Who knows? Maybe he'll get a lightning scar on his head one day. Yeah, I tell you what. If this if this episode gets five hundred downloads, I'll get a I'll get a, a tattoo, a Harry Potter tattoo. Oh, Rick. oh my god! Bye. Rick, I, start downloading Rick, now. I know yeah. at least 500 people. <laughs> Look, go for it, man. <laughs> I, I am happy at that point. All right, Dana? Sure. Uh, this was the topic that I struggled with the most, and I've got a couple on my list. Harry Potter was not on my list. Um, not even on the because list. Because I think but it wasn't on my list. Is that because because it didn't for me, it's like those... No, and Correct, because it's the first three books came out in the 90s, and I feel as though they really... They were huge in the 2000s, but I think that started in the 90s. Um, So for me, I, being a rules lover, I ruled it out. (laughs) And instead, I've gone for a different series. I've gone for a series that I have read multiple times, and it's Twilight. It's Twilight. I remember when I was given a copy of the first book, and I stayed up all night reading it to finish it. And then got the next one and read that and got the third one and then had to wait for the fourth one to come out and going to the cinemas to go see the first film when that came out in 2008. And I really think that was the, it came at a perfect time, right? Where in the 2000s, we really saw the takeoff of vampire stories because we had Twilight, we had True Blood, we had Vampire Diaries. So that whole kind of vampire werewolf vibe really kicked off in that 2000s and Twilight capitalized on that and was super successful. I really think that launched the career of Robert Pattinson, despite the fact that he was Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. Uh, It launched the career of Kristen Stewart, despite the fact that she was in The Panic Room and Zathura and other great films. I'm so glad you said Zathura. Zathura is a great film. Love that Uh, movie. And it was a book as well. But yeah, I feel as though this was the launching pad for them and that kind of twilight mania that people had for so long you had to pick a side were you edward were you jacob personally i was a jacob person yeah and i feel i feel like it kind of defined the 2000s with with that series and as i said really 
capitalized on the vampire genre that we saw throughout lots of different books and, and TV shows and films. Rick, just before we go on, were you a Edward or a Jacob? Look, I think these days I'm 100% Team Jacob. Back in the day, after watching the first movie, I actually, and this is this is so dumb for me to say right now, but I had a, because I was a, a young teenage boy, I had a young teenage girl come up to me, and it's 100% a lie, it's not true at all, but she said, you look like Edward Cullen. Is it because you were... <laughs> Is it because you were like sickly white from not going outside ever? Or had you been glitter bombed? Yeah, is that? And then from that moment oh, on, I, I started. Forgot about glitter bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, you know, I started pushing my hair back, sweeping it back, and like pushing it up at the back to try and get that Edward sweep. And <laughs> is that why it's all fitting out now? <laughs> yeah, and now I just rubbing my head too much. <laughs> oh my god. Rick, you tried to so, you tried to vampire so hard you've gone bold. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, so I think I think Team Jacob now, but back in the day, I was definitely Team Edward. Well, I just have to say that Twilight is the only other respectable pick in my eyes. So good luck, Rick. Oh, I feel because, like you well, are just riding Dana's coattails here. Well, I just yeah, you're I not just, even. In- <laughs> I just think that she's like okay. There's one book series, but I think I don't think it finished in the 2000s. So it's like it's like Harry Potter, you know. So it's like not like all the way pure good. So you know. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I feel like the two top picks have been taken off of the board. So I'm quite upset that I got the last pick here. But I considered Hunger Games. I, cons- mm. I considered Hunger Games, but I'm just I've never read the books, and I'm not a big fan of the movies either. Good man. So the first movie was good though. I'll back that first movie all the way. Like the first and second movie. But we're movie not here to talk okay. about that yeah. because it didn't come out. That didn't in come 2000s. out in the two thousands. So I think I am going to end up going with Percy Jackson. <laughs> Rick wins. I'm so that's so good. I love, like yeah, it's not better than Harry Potter and Twilight, but those books are fucking sick. I love yeah. those books. I've read them all the way through like three times. I don't know what it is about those books that made it so easy for me to read, but I love those books. This is my pick, Robbie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't make a trade. No, no, no. Robbie. Yeah, no, do no, you no. want to trade? Don't make a trade. No, I'm no. happy to trade Harry Potter for Percy Jackson. No, no, no. I'm happy with Harry Potter, but like I said, Percy Jackson is the only book series I've read to completion. So it's just like holds a special place in my heart. Look, I, I love Percy Jackson. I have the books here. Again, they're books that I've read multiple times as well. I've said on a podcast before that I am big uh, Greek mythology boy. Grew up loving Greek mythology. And I guess like one of the things that Percy Jackson has over Harry Potter is just the author is not problematic (laughs) (laughs) and is still still well liked today. So I think like that's a big advantage, but he also tried to keep things modern. There was a lot of representation in the written verse. I think looking back on it now, I feel like it's the more modern version of Harry Potter. Even though they still came out, they both came out in the 2000s. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those books that is just endless amounts of fun. Just purely like enjoyable from start to finish. Even like the, even the sad moments, even the emotional moments in it are just entertaining and enjoyable. So yeah, I, I, I'm okay with the pick. It's not, it wasn't my first choice at all, but look, we're playing big games. Those are the breaks. So I'm happy with it, but. I would have gone a different way if I had the first pick. 
Yeah, interesting. The only other book that was on my list, I had Hunger Games, but just because I needed to put something. But I don't know if this actually counts as a series. I had The Da Vinci Code, which I have never read. I've watched the film, but that was a huge book in the 2000s, um, but more with an older audience. So I've, I don't really know a huge amount about it. I just know that it was a very, very popular book. Yeah, I feel like that was like every single book club that was happening was reading The Da Vinci Code. Like it was there, there was a moment in time and maybe for like, I don't even feel like it had that big of a run, but for like 12 months, the Da Vinci Code was everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess it's nerd movies because that's what Rick's going to rig it to Yeah, that's right. What's well, 50-50? It's either movie or yeah, nerd movie. Yeah, whatever, Rick. Whatever. Just, you know, just pick I'm your happy nerd... with either. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have. Just pick your nerd movie and carry on. I am like sweating right now. I'm really... It's not nerd movie. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so crushed. <laughs> I'm crushed. Because I said when we started this that I feel like there is a correct answer for nerd movie here. Because there is, Rick. There is. And I don't know if I'm going to get it now and I'm shattered. I promise you you're not. I've never been more confident about <laughs> Oh, uh, this is not good. Okay, well, I've got I've only got two movies on my list. So I, I kind of I'm okay with going first here because I didn't have a backup if my other two got picked. Well, that's okay. And I would have had to scramble. It's all right. You're going first. But do you how you know, you've got heaps of nerd movies, I don't you do. I've got yeah, I've got I've got a list of nerd movies, but you know, whether or not I get the one that I need is is a different question. Okay. So for my movie, I don't like this movie. Good start. Strong stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a ringing endorsement. But just because I didn't like this movie doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly popular. Some might say... I'm nervous. <laughs> even the most... One of the most popular movies of all time was the highest grossing film of all time until very, very recently. An absolute technological marvel that completely revolutionized cinema, launched 3D into popularity for a few years before that kind of died its slow death and is making a comeback at the end of this year. Yeah, we'll see about that. So my pick... It's Fern Gully, everyone. It's Fern Gully, but with a bigger budget. My pick (laughs) is Avatar. Boo. (laughs) Boo. Which, like, I'm I'm happy that I got Avatar. But that's purely a... You've made that pick from a monetary perspective in terms of gross profit profit and popularity rather than being able to speak to it more than that. That's right. Look, like I said, I'm not a fan of this film. I find the story quite boring. But I'm not going to deny that it's not a beautiful film. It's gorgeous to watch. Depends on the quality of your TV. Even even on a bad TV, it still looks good. I disagree. I grew up watching uh, illegal films because I grew up in third world country and the quality of those films was disgusting. So um, <laughs> what we saw was not pretty. You know, it was just kind of a blurry screen similar to the quality of the, the screen I'm looking at now. Fair enough. I feel like that speaks more to what you're actually watching as opposed to the content of the actual movie. Look, I was just saying it depends on how you're watching it, you know. <laughs> Not everyone's privy to such quality. So, yeah, as I said, it revolutionized cinema, technological marvel. I feel like James Cameron makes movies not necessarily to make good movies, but to make spectacles, and that's 100% what he did with this. Um, one, I think, I can't remember how many Oscars it actually won, but it won, it won, some, it won a few. But just, yeah, an, an incredible film in terms of what it actually accomplished. 
And as I said, by far the biggest film of the decade and was until Avengers Endgame came out. I think it only just scrapes in there, really. It got, I think it was released November or December of 2009. So really only just made it through. Just. Um, yep. I've only seen it in cinema. I've never actually watched it on a TV, but I did go and see it in 2D and in 3D. I remember the first time I saw it was in 2D because I couldn't get to see it in 3D. And then I went back a second time a week later to go watch it in 3D. Um, just, I again, for the spectacle of it. But I can't say yeah. that... It was a good film. Good movie? No. I really like Sigourney <laughs> Weaver in it. Um, yeah. But aside from that, no, not really. Launched the career of Sam Worthington, though, Perth actor um, from Rockingham. Not a long career. No. I mean, he got the money that he needed, but he's about to star in the next one. So Yeah, I was going to say, he's still acting and he still shows up from time to time. He was in, like, what was it, Clash of the Titans, Hacksaw Ridge. Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, he's, he's had, like... He's had, like, good roles in good films, but they're just not the best movies. Yep. I don't have much else to say about Avatar. <laughs> it's pretty poor, mate. It's pretty poor. Okay, Data, your turn. I really struggled with this. I got four films. I love I love all of them, I think. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go backwards. So my number four pick was The Departed, which I previously talked about. It's one of my favourite films, um, but I don't think it really has that iconic 2000s feel my third film i think definitely encapsulates that and that's mean girls that teenage teenage story you know you've got Lindsay lohan at her absolute peak what a queen and yeah i think still hold holds up now as being like a representation of what the 2000s was like and then my second pick was donnie darko a real cult favorite and cult classic um and i only saw recently i only watched it a couple of years ago for the first time but i think for those kind of people that feel like they're othered or didn't really fit in uh this was their kind of go-to go-to film um but my number one film is the dark knight which was christopher nolan in 2008 so for me this was it does cross over into that nerd category. So sorry if I took your film, Robbie, for nerd film, but not really. Because for me, it kind of transcended that comic book story that we were used to and took it into a world that was that little bit darker and brought in a, a new audience, people that generally wouldn't go to see a comic book film. And kind of before this, we had The Batman Begins, but the Batman franchise was really in a a bit of an odd spot. They'd gone through a bit of a cycle with some interesting choices for Batman and kind of got in a bit of a kitschy phase um, and really leaned into that that comic book look of the 90s. But this was the kind of transformation of Batman as a character into the Dark Knight, into somebody who was to be feared and a storyline that was captivating. It's long. It's a two over two hours. I think it's about two hours 20. Um, I can tell you has, it's 152 minutes. Okay, two hours 30. <laughs> um, but we've got iconic, iconic actors in this. Christian Bale. We've got Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Heath Ledger, who won an Oscar for this, uh, Aaron Eckhart, 
Maggie Gyllenhaal, the list goes on. It was such a shame that Katie Holmes decided not to continue her role um, in that film and Maggie Gyllenhaal took it instead. But for me, this was an iconic movie of the 2000s because it changed the landscape of what a comic book film could be and made it mainstream, which is why it is not on my nerd list. It is a mainstream film to me. And I think it's a mainstream film for a lot of audiences. Mic drop, Robbie. Robbie's shook. He is annoyed because that was definitely going to be his nerd movie pick. You're actually just a cold bitch, Taylor. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) That is... Oh, it's such a baller move, but I hate you so much. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. I feel like I've just been like legitimately robbed. Oh, that's great. Let's, let's, that was the movie you're going to put for your nerd movie, right? Perhaps. Don't pretend like if it's not, then I'm baffed. Oh, I can't believe this happened to me. All right, Robbie, what's your film? Yeah, come back from that, Robbie. <laughs> well, my top movie of the 2000s is uh, none other than Slumdog Millionaire. Mm. The touching story of a boy reflecting on his life after he's accused of cheating in the Indian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where he uses his life experiences and memories to remember answers for the questions. Beautiful stuff. I don't know. I've watched the movie maybe like four or five times and I love it every single time. It's just... It's it's got so much in it. It's it takes you on a roller coaster of emotion, you know, like there's moments where you're like, Oh my god, so happy, yay and then, you know, there's a scene where kid's getting his eyes you know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just I mean, it is one of my favorite movies. So I you know, I I love this movie, but I just can't, I've can't think right now. Yeah, you seem a little bit deflated to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just come. That's just came. It came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh, she's gonna choose like Gladiator or something. Oh, fucking. It's interesting uh. because Paper Planes was almost on my iconic songs list because I think that song still holds up now, and that song was featured in Slumdog Millionaire. I've never seen it. What? It's great. It's really good. It's a hard watch, I would say. There's quite graphic moments in it, and I think it it does make you evaluate your your life a bit um but would recommend it's a really really great film i might have to watch it i i, I wasn't that, i wasn't expecting that from robbie to be perfectly honest so i wasn't either i was expecting um monsters inc or something like that <laughs> 23 not seven yeah still a banger still holds up it does all right we have one last category i don't know how robbie's gonna go with this now because clearly his pick's been taken but robbie you have the number one pick for our final category nerd movie well, I did fortunately set up a backup for, even though this one I would deem more uh, qualifying for regular movie than nerd movie, but the movie I've selected is none other than Lord of the Rings Return of the King. There's a look of disappointment on Rick's face and it is also on mine. Good. Uh, I hate both of you, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually rewatched this movie like two days ago. I fucking love this movie. I love, I love Lord of the Rings. It's so good. There's just so much going on. And it's just the, like the payoff from the first two films where Frodo and Sam finally make it to Mount Doom and throw the ring away and fucking get rid of Gollum. It's just, 
I love this movie. The characters, the the landscapes that Peter Jackson found in New Zealand are fucking stunning. I just, I love watching this movie. I'm not going to argue with you because it is a fantastic <laughs> film and it was on my list. It wasn't number one on my list because I thought that one of you two would pick it first, but um, friend of the podcast, Aswin, myself and Rick are in a group chat together where we are named Aragon, Gimli and Legolas. So that's how that's how much we love Lord of the Rings and love this film. Which one's Rick? Please uh, tell me Rick's Gimli. Rick is Gimli. <laughs> are you actually Gimli? He is Gimli. I'm actually Gimli. Yeah! Aswin is Legolas and I am Aragorn. And we attempted last year to watch all of the extended editions back to back with themed cocktails in between. We got halfway through halfway through Return of the King and we were we were spent. This was like twelve, thirteen hours of nonstop. You made it to Return of the King. We made it to Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I could Oh my god. I can't imagine doing that with drinks. I'd be blind by the end of fellowship. I couldn't drink all of the drinks. Look, I, we, I was skipping drinks. It was, <laughs> it was too much for me. I think, wasn't it the reason that I got called Gimli was because of the scene in Twin Towers where he's drinking so much that he passes out? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that and the fact that he's just like a cranky old dwarf. That and he was and... really into axes and Rick was very much into wood chopping because he just bought his new house and was just yeah. chopping wood all the time. That's right. So. And Aswin rocked up at the house with a blonde wig and a bow and arrow, so of course he was Legolas. <laughs> oh, what a good time. Look, that's that's a very good choice. Um, that was the number one, and I do believe that that's the correct choice for the decade. Um, second highest grossing film of the decade. Nominated for 11 Academy Awards and won 11 Academy Awards. Incredible. It's... Yeah. The, the, holds the record for the highest clean sweep at the Oscars. It's, yeah, look, I, I, you can't argue with that because it's literally impossible. It's like the perfect film to end a trilogy on. So, yeah. Right. That's that's the whole reason that I wanted Nerd Movie. I wanted the first pick of Nerd Movie. I wanted Return of the King. Yeah. See, I, I had Lord of the Rings Return of the King higher on my movies list than I did. Like, I only had two movies for my nerd list. And this was the second one because I had Dark Knight first because I was like, superheroes is nerd. It's a fantasy adventure, Lord of the Rings, but that can still get away with a standard movie without it being nerdy. You know what I mean? Because there's like Balrogs all over Earth, hey? Like, chill out, bro. <laughs> I do believe that in Rick's definition of nerd movies, he did put superhero in the message to me. Thank you. So it does count. And with that, I have picked a superhero movie as my number one. And I, I anticipated that one of you two would pick Return of the King first before me so I put it number two on my list but I I do believe it is the correct answer but you know what I'm still gonna go out fighting my my number one pick still holds up I think and it's Spider-Man 2 now this was (gasps) Tobey Maguire we had Sam Raimi coming back in and we'd already had the kind of established first Spider-Man where we had that introduction to Peter Parker we're stepping in he's left high school and still not succeeding aside from being spider-man he's he's not doing a lot and his friends are his friends are thriving and it's great doc ock i think is one of the iconic villains and he's still held up in the most recent spider-man film in fact i think he was one of the highlights of the most recent spider-man film and the vibrancy of the colors the the shots we've got in there we you know we're introducing gwen stacy as a character who wasn't there 
before and really kind of expanding and seeing sequels to superhero movies that we probably hadn't seen done in that way before. Kind of previous to this, we'd had Batman films as our superhero genre, but had not seen Spider-Man in this kind of feature film space. And to me, it still holds up. And I think it represents the 2000s in the storyline, how it's shot. I love it. I still love it now. I'll still watch it again. I remember the first time I watched it, I initially went to the cinema to go see Shrek 2, which um, that could have been on all of our lists, really. Also, yeah, also a banger. But so I went to see Shrek 2, left the cinema and was with a friend and her mum. And she turned around and said to us, like, do you want to go watch another movie? And we're like, yeah, all right. And so we walked into Spider-Man, like we bought tickets, walked into Spider-Man 2 and blew me away that scene where they're on the operating table which is like very meta of sam raimi to basically do the same scene as what he did in a previous film like the evil dead was so scary and terrifying to think that these machines were controlling this man and i just think it's got a great story uh and i love it i yeah i just think it's a great nerd movie and changed what superhero movies could be and you know i did think Iron Man is within this 2000s period as well. And that kind of kickstarted the Marvel universe. But I feel like they, their popularity was 2010s through to 2020s. Like Iron Man and I think Captain America might have come out in those first two, two years, 2008, 2009. And aside from that, the rest of them kind of fall, fall into the other decade. Whereas all three Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man anyway, fall within this period and are iconic to the 2000s. Yeah, it's a good pick. <laughs> I thought she was going to go with X-Men 2. X-Men 2 was, is another good pick. Because that yeah. came out in 2003. Yeah. I do think... Um, I've not seen the X-Men. Any of them? Uh, yes, I am aware I said X-Men's, Robbie. Uh, that was intentional. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing at that. as the fact that you just haven't seen them. I think I might have seen the first one. I've seen Logan. Oh, but I've not seen any Wolverine. It's on Disney Plus now. Go watch it. I've not seen any of the kind of reboots of the X-Men with Jennifer Lawrence and Nicholas Holt and James McAvoy. X-Men Origins is probably the best one. You should check that out. Don't. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, Spider-Man 2, good choice. It's probably one of the most popular superhero movies before the MCU kicked off. It's, it was on my list as well, but it wasn't my second choice. Ooh. So I feel okay, I guess. It's kind of like my consolation prize for not getting Return of the King. But I am picking the culmination to the greatest story ever told. 2005 classic. One of the most memed movies of all time. I'm going with Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Now, well, that's not a surprise to anyone. No, look, I'm on, I'm on record to say that this is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. I have a Star Wars tattoo on my chest, so you can you can guess how much this movie actually means to me. But the much much maligned prequels, this is definitely the best movie of the three. And just as I said, the culmination of six movies up until this point, we've the emotions that were built up into that point. I still watch this movie to this day and get goosebumps in the final scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan are shouting at each other on the lava. It honestly, like, shivers every single time. Obviously, as I've 
mentioned on this podcast many a times. I do have a bit of a man crush on Ewan McGregor. So that's... <laughs> I told Amelia before I came here, I was like, I think I'm going to choose you and McGregor as my celebrity just so just so Rick teams with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't go against your boy. It's, I would say, the most exciting movie of the decade, personally. And I think that in terms of what the movie actually gives you with the lightsaber duels and the high stakes, the emotions, the, the opening scene where they're having their space battle over Coruscant is mind-blowing. And I remember sitting in the film as a child. Well, as a, as a child, I was, I think, 13 at the time. So old. Watch it, watching that in the cinemas and just, like, losing my shit because, wow, this is one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen on film. And, yeah, this, this was my second choice, but I'm, I'm sitting comfortable in my second choice. I don't believe that you believe it was the most exciting <laughs> film of the decade. I do. I think rewatchability in terms of like, I can go back to this and watch those lightsaber jewels over and over and over and over again and still be enthralled by it. I don't think there's any other film in this decade that gives that same sense of excitement from multiple, multiple scenes. I disagree. Yeah, I think Return of the King does a fucking brilliant job of that. I think Return of the King does. I think The Dark Knight does as well. In terms of in terms of excitement, though, in terms of action and adventure and adrenaline, what are you talking about? Excitement. Have you seen Return of the King? Have you seen it, Rick? Multiple times. Yes. Exactly. So you know (laughs) what I'm talking about. There's the scene at the front of Mordor. There's the scene of the Battle of Gondor. You know, there's so many massive scale battles. It's just like. I mean, if we're just going to list scenes, I can do the same thing for Star Wars. No, but I'm saying, you know, like the, it's it's like Star Wars, but a bigger scale, you know? But is it? But it is, yeah. No, it is. Name name me a scene from Lord of the Rings that is excited, as is exciting as the Battle of Mustafar. And I mean exciting, not just like, oh, cinema, cinematically, this is put together really well, as exciting as the Battle of Mustafar. All right, give me a second. I think when there's a chance that Frodo won't throw the ring in the fire and suddenly he's having that battle with Gollum and it's the stakes are high and you you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how, unless you've read the books, you don't know how, how things will work out. And I think there's a level of excitement when the eagles come to save them as well. I would say that that's, that's relief with the eagles and not excitement. So I would... Push okay. back on well, that. Well, I was I was gonna say when um what's her name Ir- is Erwin defeats the Witch King. That is ball, and she's like he's like no man can beat me, and she just takes off her helmet. And she's like I am no man, and stabs him in the face. I was like oh, like my mind yeah, was true. blown. I was like that that is a bad bitch. She is crazy. She will kill everyone. So that one five second scene is better than the entire Battle of Mustafar, is what you're saying? Look, you asked me for a scene. I gave you one. You know, and then you know, there's the scene, the scene where Legolas takes on the giant elephant all by himself. That is baller as hell. You know, and these are this is from That's the same baller. battle, Rick. This is from the same battle. I um look, Rick. I can't say I can comment on your film because I have only seen it once, and all I can remember is you are the chosen Bless one. Uh, and that's it. I have a very skewed relationship with Star Wars. It is not um, content that I regularly engage in. And the one that I've engaged in with the most 
is the Phantom Menace. And I do think that is the best <laughs> of the series purely because oh, of the memory I have associated with it where afterwards we went to Pizza Hut and I got the cup and I got the puzzle <laughs> and I got jelly cubes and I got great pizza. And I thought this film is brilliant. And then and I got, got to home. hang out with Nine Foot Jar Jar. Yeah, I got home and then got the PlayStation 1 game that I would play on my 4x3 TV, um, you know, pillar boxed and all all square. And I just thought, this is the best film ever. Um, And I'm just not willing to budge on that. So I think that Phantom Menace is better um, because I can't remember any of the other ones. But it doesn't stand a chance at the moment because that was in the 90s and we're in the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, that's an opinion, but that is... Not a good opinion. <laughs> well, as uh, as the vine says, that's just my opinion. <laughs> wow, that was wild. Well, that's it. That's all the categories. That's it. We're all done. So, should we have a quick run through our lists? Yes. Yes. All right, Robbie, take us through yours first. Okay, so my movie was uh, Slumdog Millionaire. My nerd movie was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. My song was Seven Nation Army. My celebrity was Brad Pitt. My event was the election of Obama. My book was Harry Potter and my TV show was The Office, the American version. You have to stipulate that it's the American version. I do. You do. They're very different. So my list, my movie was Avatar. My song was Crank That Soldier Boy. My celebrity was Will Smith, TV show How I Met Your Mother. My event was the creation of Facebook. My book series was Percy Jackson. And my nerd movie was Revenge of the Sith. You know, repeating your list, Rick, I feel like it's actually quite weak. I don't know I why. Agree. but like, Wow. Yeah, no, it, it felt weak. I really disagree with that, but you sure. Know, I, I, should, I should hope you disagree with that because you constructed the list and you tend to really believe in yourself. Um, so for you to suddenly not do that i'd be quite concerned i'd probably call for help all right dana well i appreciate that you saved the best till last i would say i saved the guest till last (laughs) Um, my my tv show was survivor my song was heya by outcast my event was the creation of youtube my celebrity was paris hilton my book series was Twilight. My movie was The Dark Knight. And my nerd movie was Spider-Man 2. I personally think three good lists. Just listening to Dana's list stressed me out because she took Haya from me and then she took The Dark Knight from me, which I'm not mad about because I had Lord of the Rings in the back pocket, but I still felt wrong. I think there's at least one each that we like. we all outright win. And the rest of them can be debatable. Okay, Rick, which ones do you outright lose? Outright lose? Well, if, if I think I outright lose Percy Jackson. Anything else? No. No? I mean, well, outright what? wins. I feel like Facebook is very high up there as the event. I'll still argue YouTube, but I feel like that's that's high. But I think that was a that's a difficult decision, the event, because all three of our events were quite uh, iconic. Yeah, the yeah. event one was the one I struggled with the most. Yeah, I I was pretty confident with my event coming in because I had the creation of Facebook, and I thought that's that's a hands down a winner right there. So I I tell you I'm what I had as my wild card event 
was, um, and I don't think Robbie's going to know this, but maybe you will, maybe you will, Rick, was the crazy rager house party that Corey Worthington hosted. Yes. From the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was my wild, that was, yeah, with the plastic glasses that Kanye West used to wear as well. That was, oh. that was on there as an event for me. And I oh, had what a moment in time. I would, have, right. I would have all given you props for that. That was so funny. I think I he watched... ended up on an episode of Neighbours after that. Um, actually, he was all oh, no, over Big the Brother. news. He went to the Big Brother house. Yeah. That's what it was. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw that. Yeah, on, Tracy on, Grimshaw like, covered Instagram that. Instagram or TikTok like a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, that kid's crazy. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, do you have anything to say? He's just like, yeah, man, if you want a party, call me. <laughs> yeah. He d- just on national TV, not giving a fuck. Yeah. Like, they were did like, not care at they all. They were like, don't you want to apologize? He's like, no, nah, party was sick, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute lad. Cool. Well, that was probably one of the most intense episodes that we've had. That was one of the most hotly contested and debated episodes. So that was a lot of fun. Dana, thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad that you could come on. And I think we've got a couple of other decades that we can go through as well. So maybe maybe in the future we can yes, get you back on and we can do some more. I was at least like around then. <laughs> sure. I would love to come back to beat Robbie and you both again. <laughs> Look, that's up to the public. And as I said, I know that my mum and dad listen to this, so I've got two votes built in already. So <laughs> We both know your parents. Your parents prefer me, Rick. Okay. <laughs> but... We will finish up there. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, This was an absolute blast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we will be posting our lists up there and we'll give you guys the opportunity to vote on who you think drafted the best pop culture. Um, I don't know what we call it, the best pop culture roster. We'll go with that. So we'll be up on Facebook and we'll be up on Instagram at The Only Pop Culture Pod. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from and if this episode doesn't get five stars, I don't know what else we can do. So please get on there and give us those five stars because it does really help out. But otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, Mum. Bye, Mum. Cheers.